everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are live, folks, on the Patreons, on the Patreons. Listen, if you're a Patreon and you're behind this um, paywall, I'm going to say firewall because I, I am old. I'm an elder millennial. We're Lay me down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the pat- Patron, um, you're looking at us live. You are seeing these tired faces um, as we end our sixth season on Fierce Street. How the hell we get six seasons and a movie? Girl, who let us do that? Who let us do that? Y'all, you, y'all watching this right now. That's who let us do that. <laughs> it's y'all's fault. Um, yeah. This is all yeah. y'all. Because y'all well, didn't play and now we're here. Right. And today, for our season finale, we still have some regular episodes to come out, but y'all are here in the season finale first. Hi, and live. Hey, Alma, girl. Um, y'all hearing it first, and, but, and we are covering the Night of the Comet. Now, how did we come up with this, Sheree? The Patrons voted. Y'all um, voted. It's your fault. Listen, Again. they wanted that comment. They wanted it, and we gave it's it to like, them. It's like that Sondheim song. It was your fault. That's too far. <laughs> That's too far. Um, this is our last episode. Thanks, everybody. I love it in the woods. Anyway, I'm sure you do. Uh, um, but not only is this wrapping up our season, it's also wrapping up our time in the 80s with this for theme. Now. We love the 80s. Yeah, for now, we might go back, you know. I mean, I, I mean, we've had a decent time. There have been a few questions, but all in all. Twitter voted, and we're going to the 90s our next time we time travel. Um, I'm ready. My I'm favorite. excited. Listen, we will love the 90s as well. Um. <laughs> we will. I will worship the 90s. I love it. I'm so Listen, excited. Listen, you've been uh, waiting. You got merch. You got outfits lined up. You don't even know uh, we're recording. Look. Look behind me right here. <laughs> Two of the best ones. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we've already covered those, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's stop wasting these precious people's time. Let's get into the charade. What's one of your first thoughts on Night of the Comet? I had never seen it, um, which is wild because it feels like something that would have been on like TBS or TNT or even Cinemax mm-hmm. when we had cable as a child. It did feel very made for television. It did. And they didn't use any bad words until almost the end. And then like the men got to drop the F bombs aside from the slur that um, Sam dropped. We Which is a that. whole other note. But yeah, I I think this is the youngest I've ever seen Kelly Maroney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Yes, I'm there with you on that one. And she was 19. Because I thought that her and her sister were in their 20s. But apparently she was 19 and the woman playing the older sister was 25 or 26. Because right. I was like, this is these are not high schoolers. We need to talk about this. And I got onto the Google machine. Yeah, it is the 80s. So my thing... When I first started this movie, because I'd never seen it either. It's the first time watch for both of us for once. Um, my thought was, okay, this is supposed to be like, I guess it wasn't sold to the public as an apocalyptic comet thing. But I was like, this is exactly what would happen today. Like, not it, nothing has changed since the 80s. If they were like, a comet is going to be two inches from the Earth's atmosphere. Everyone's like, I'm going to watch it. 
I'm going to go outside and watch it. I'm like, no, I'm not take my ass to the nearest storm shelter because that's probably the only choice I got. I might just die. I'm going to get real drunk. That's what I'm going to do. We are in year three of a panini and people still won't wash their AM hands and go home. So I know people be like, yeah, let's have a comet party. And I'd be like, why? Why? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Drives me insane. (sighs) But yeah, I was like, this is exactly what would happen. I mean, like, the tech has changed and that has changed, but like you've got everything. You've got people acting irresponsibly. You've got abusive parents. Right. Teenagers want to get their fuck on. That's one of my notes. Ah, Cause like literally the world has ended and Sam's like, how dare the only man we found look at you. And I'm like, you are in an apocalypse. You are in an apocalypse. Also he's too old for you in theory. Cause you're supposed to play the team. Um, I mean, I understand being thirsty because I'm always thirsty, and I probably would still be thirsty in an apocalypse, but I wouldn't be mad at her. I'd be like, girl, can we share? He's the only one. It's the only dick out there. It would also not be my first thing um, to complain about because there's bigger fish. There are so many bigger fish, and she's like, I want a boyfriend. Oh, no. And I was like, who wrote this? Who Uh, wrote this? this We're going to back test in an apocalypse. Come on now. The writing... The writing. The I don't even think. I mean, granted, the acting isn't great on many on any level. Um, I do think our lead kind of has some decent moments, but like, still shaky. She reminded um, me of Allison Williams from like Megan and Get Out, and I am, mm-hmm. and that's why I had to pull her up originally. But like, is this her mom? It was not. <laughs> like, and I, I love Allison. We, we we had that discussion though. But um, the writing though was just a. Absolutely atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. My f- other than my favorite line that I'm stealing, I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Mood. Mood. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I just don't give a fuck. That's me every day. That I is truly me. Yes. <laughs> Aspirations. I, I think that. I think that it's one of those movies that definitely was made to just be like a ridiculous campy time. And so like no real effort was given. Cause like, again, and also sexism. And so, you know, you're going to have two women leads anyways. Nobody was trying, but like, I think that there's fun to be had, even though it's not my favorite movie we've seen from that era. No, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. No, definitely not my favorite that we've seen from the 80s. Not even my favorite movie we've seen this time in the 80s. So, like, yeah. it definitely has some work to be done here. Did you, Sheree, so we're both theater people. We've worked with fight choreographers before and watched some fight choreo. Can we talk about the double slap and the punch that sent her across the fucking room? She, like, tumbled like she was a tumbleweed. That stepmom um, knocked her into next Tuesday. Like, a lot of parents threatened that. She did that. Uh, I Again, it's, it's, so, it's so over-the-top camp and so over-the-top 80s that it was just like, of course, she will roll into a TV in somebody else's home after <laughs> she get it. Yes. Agreed. But I was like, like, how hard did you hit her? This, at some point, it's not even child abuse. It's just assault. And like, assault. <laughs> that, that line was crossed. Um, that line was so True. fucking crossed. <laughs> like, the whole stepmom character, because the dad was like, they're not boys. 
school. Like I'm a <laughs> You better bring that scream reference, girl. You better bring that scream reference. Alma said that was the best. Bam, bitches down. Bam. Stepmom, super bitch. Like <laughs> I'll send you a copy. I'll, I'll send you a copy. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for Alma. Yeah. I I so the soundtrack, even before they got to the radio station, was a lot of love ballads, which I didn't understand. But also the 80s, because I was trying to work next to Sister a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't get over the music. As a child, I didn't notice that it was all like, really not <laughs> the time, not fitting. But I'm like, why did the 80s love a love ballad, no matter what they were doing? They were just like, romance, romance, romance. I'm like, you got zombies. The 80s loved a power ballad. And I also love a power ballad. So I was here for it. Up until they had the nerve to put that Cindy Lauper impersonator in my ears, I said, "This is not Cindy." I send, I rebuke it in not the Christian. name of Cher. No, I, I have a note about that because I love a mall montage where girls is when that fun plays. But like, why couldn't we afford real Cindy? We had like knockoff Cindy. We had like great value Cindy. Right. I, too, love a mall scene. I will say that I, I love, like, that's one of my favorite things about the 80s is the 80s loved a mall. And I also love a mall because I like people watching. I think that they're super fun. And you have, like, every kind of person in one place. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things that they did in Stranger Things. It's one of, anytime it happens, I'm like, I'm here for it. And I was even here for it. So I was, I was recently on, uh, uh, Rise from the Dead. <laughs> Ash <laughs> <Cover>. and Germ. <laughs> uh, yes. It was before Germ got on there, but I was with Ash. And, and we were covering, what was that movie called? Elves? Is that what was, is that the name oh, of the Oh, not movie? Elves. Nah. Girl. But that mall scene, I was like, I'm here for the mall scene. And I love that this is taking place primarily in a mall, but that movie. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> So I love a mall scene, even in a shitty movie. I love a mall scene. It's mandatory in the 80s. Like, it's just part of the aesthetic. Because you have the big hair. You have the big costumes. Um, people are saying, make it, talking about sex. Which I think is probably my least favorite euphemism. And we hear it a lot in the 80s movies. Did you make it? Did you make it with him? Are you going to go make it? And I'm like, make what? Make what? Finish your sentence. <laughs> a song. We we made it. Da, da. I think it's 80s too. And it makes me rethink that whole song. <laughs> it's something to think about. Like, <laughs> so glad we made it or something like that. I don't know. But I, yes. Make it after all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I, yes. So I have a question for you. I, is this set in LA? I think so. It felt very California, but it might have also been budget issues. <laughs> they just it didn't looks have LA. If you're set, either way, this is in a metropolitan area. If you're in a metropolitan area and the and like the the essentially the uh, what's that Christian word? The the rapture happens. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. Everyone just disappears. Why the hell is there only one car on the street? Apparently, the rapture of the cars, too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's only one car in this entire town? Because it didn't happen. It wasn't like 3 a.m. And even then, there would be more than one. Listen, my, that's the thing that sends me. Because this town is empty aside from the two of them, as far as they know. But it takes them a minute to realize that, like, they're the last ones. Like, 
literally Regina steps over all these dust people out in the front lawn coming in looking for stepmom and sister and then five sisters is like oh no the dust people are the people and I'm like you didn't make that connection at first uh, to be fair to be fair my girl Regina was on a sex high even though I'm not that, that man that she had sex with was a choice no, she but was every man in this and making a mental grocery list like <laughs> every man in this movie was a choice so there wasn't great options for Regina, my girl Regina. Uh, but it was also, yeah, it was very clueless and but funny. I, I live for Regina. I think Regina is great. She At the beginning of this movie, she's like, I want to fuck. That's all I'm doing. I'm going to tell my mom I'm going to spend all night at an at a, a observatory Listen, with my yeah. class. I, she and she had me in the first half, Coach, because I was like, I too like to win, because she was like on her video game trying to get her initials in again. She's like, Same. who the hell is MK? Um, and I was like, okay. And she's like, I'm gonna get laid. I don't know if he's what I should be doing, but it's what's happening. I'm making fifteen dollars and I do it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I'm here. And what? then like after that, we just sort of like lose some of that for a hot minute, and it comes back with the guns, which I feel weird about. Uh, it is well in today's world, I, but I do live for a badass woman who knows how to defend herself. Um, uh, the guns are a choice ultimately, but I did, I kind of liked it because it felt like a female Arnold Schwarzenegger, like <laughs> kicking ass and killing people. But also, what kind of guns were these? They look like water guns. Listen again. This budget wouldn't let them be great. Um, <laughs> which is why the first zombie attacks her not boyfriend, boyfriend with a wrench. Her let's, fuck buddy. It's her fuck buddy. Let's okay. Talk about she she even says later, like we weren't anything serious, that she just got her fuck on. And I respect that. Because she saw a new man. But like, let's talk about this zombie for a minute, who's the only black person in the movie. And so I guess a black zombie is better than no black actors, but whatever. The zombie is speaking and he has a weapon. And I'm like, I've never seen a zombie with a weapon before. What kind of lazy zombies are these? I, I didn't understand the zombies. And why were some people zombies and some people turned to dust? I didn't, at, at one point, I felt like they tried to explain it. That like, when the comet came through, it like dried everybody out that was outside or like looking at it. So that's why they got turned to dust. And they said like, other people are slowly going to have the same thing happen but it didn't happen to our leads and so but it was happening to the mall dude so i don't i i don't get it i don't know does anyone out there understand what these zombies were it it was messy it was so messy because again like some people are partially infected some people are zombies some people are dust and i'm just like girl pick a lane Pick a lane, you swerving, you swerving, and like you drunk driving. I need you to pick a lane. Um, <laughs> exactly. While we're talking about the zombies, though, when um, oh my god, he Hector, when Hector went home and met up with a little child zombie, that chase sent me. I was cackling, I was laughing at this little zombie kick coming right up. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that was the best zombie, hands down. <laughs> Absolutely. Alma is saying, wait, is it? Oh. Let me put that up there. I don't know why I put it up there. Um, <laughs> I guess if you're on Patreon, you can see these notes. We'll have to read them for the rest of y'all. Um, Alma said they had some sort of protection if they were <laughs> behind lit, like Superman or something. Which, that makes sense. I don't know where the homeless man was sleeping. Um, or that kid. Because again, everybody has dust. Mm. 
<laughs> Truly. And like, I guess the scientists are all, but there is the movie theater made out of lead. Yeah, he was talking about those walls when they were not oh. having sex um, and how Superman can't see through them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But was the house made out of lead? Because that's where the dot sister is. In a shed, remember? She made sure to tell us she slept in a shed twice. Who the fuck has a, has a lead shed? A lead shed. I, listen, I've never spent that much time in California to know what they're doing in them sheds. Um, <laughs> what they're making their sheds out of? That's an listen. expensive shed. I feel like lumber is a lot cheaper than that. I mean, some people like to go above and beyond. And so <laughs> that worked and out. This stepmom would go above and beyond. That is that is that is absolutely true. She would. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> I, yeah, so these sisters, again, like, I just, I, I think that I liked them better when they were separate, um, because together they make mm -hmm. no sense, because again, like, you step over these, like, dust bodies, and then you're like, now that I can't find my stepmom, this must be my stepmom, and uh, again, like, fighting over the dude, and I'm like, you, no, there are bigger fish, there are bigger problems, and also, when the scientists show up, they're just like, we're going to take you with us so she can wait. And they don't go, hey, maybe we shouldn't trust the government. Right. And the scientists made no sense. Like, okay, it's the female scientist who wants to, doesn't want to take her back, right? So she killed Samantha, but she didn't kill Samantha. But she tried to kill Samantha, but then she, but the dude said that she didn't try to kill Samantha. She tried, she gave her some shit just to make her sleep. So then what was her end game? I think her end game was just to be another body in the movie. Like literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was never going to kill Samantha, which may, again, it felt like a PG-13 romp. And so I was like, nobody's in danger. We've not seen any real violence. It's fine. And right. so I was like, mm, what you really give her? And then like, she's injecting herself when Hector shows up and she, her line delivery, I, I, I know that this was a specific style and a specific time, but her line delivery out of all the line deliveries, um, just, it, oh, uh, <laughs> it, it just sent me. Like, again, it was the 80s. Nobody was like, can you try and act? They were like, can you be hot? And people were hotting and not acting. Share, fair. Share, fair. Uh, fair. Share. Fair, share. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. I, going back to your note about the sisters, though, I generally, there were some rough times, but I generally felt like I was with Regina. Like, I, I got her, I understood her. It was some, because it was Samantha, the one she, I could not stand that girl. I'm sure the actress is great. I'm sure she's great. Don't come for me in my DMs. But oh, like, for Kelly, well. <laughs> I, she's very cute. I will give her that. And she seems very nice. But, like, the character just made no sense because she was the one being all about the boys and, like, you took him away from me. And then, like, when she found her later on, she's like, oh, I'm not dead. And I was just like, okay, we're playing this ditzy a little too much. But even when she did the I'm not dead, her and Regina were like, ooh, outfits. And I was like, oh, right. who wrote this and why? Um, <laughs> uh, I And also, like, I, I feel like... Regina's our lead, and so we do follow her more. But also, again, when the sisters are together, they don't make sense as sisters. Because if your sister wakes up screaming in the middle of the night from night tears, you don't run off with Hector in the next room and leave her alone um, to be like, she's fine. Listen, that Samantha pissed me off from, from jump because Regina was like, listen, I want to get it in. 
you need to tell mom this stupid, this terrible lie. It was a terrible lie. I give her that. But oh, then when she's though. right, but when she tells the stepmom, she's like, uh, Regina's like, no one's gonna believe that. Make it be- at least try. Let your sister get some. I mean, the stepmom is an abusive bitch. And so, like, she's not going to go with these shenanigans anyways. And I think that the little sister was just like, you need to go ahead and talk to her yourself. I'm tired of getting hit in the face for you. And they got hit in the face for her. And again, I was like, okay, so that's some sister shit. But then they got together and I was like, so y'all are not sisters. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Yeah, I just wasn't vibing with Samantha. And then the nail on the coffin, the nail on the coffin was the Epsler. That took me out because up until that point, the hardest thing she said was freaked out, which is another reason why I'm like, oh, PG-13. And then she dropped that slur and I was like, oh, no. Oh. Right. And I get it. It's 1984. It's been, you know, it, but still. It was never okay. That's the thing yeah, is that a lot right. of the things we're seeing were never okay, but they were done a lot anyways. Well, and she's not... And, uh, this movie isn't even about the queer experience. There are no openly queer characters. There are there's there there is no need for it. Why is that moment even in the script? Like I again, it took me it took me all the way the fuck out because we were having a PG thirteen romp. It was a silly movie, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Or he could be a," and I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> and I I was like. But what? Huh? Because obviously, if a man's not attracted to you, he must be a. Listen, listen, uh, Alma. <laughs> they constantly do that word around for none reasons. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. I'm in my, my Gia Gun era. Um. <laughs> listen. <laughs> But I don't, I just, I wish it was, I wish that people who wrote things, which people who get paid to write things, I should say, because a lot of us write things, we just don't get paid and produce. But like, um, if the people getting produced would be better about the language and the slurs, that would be great. Thanks. Because again, like we are in 2023 and this word came up twice in this year for movies we saw. I'm sure there are more movies out there that we didn't see, but we mm-hmm. caught it twice this year in Barbarian and Bones and All, and it's just like, for whomst? For why? Yes, and this film is written and directed by Tom Eberhardt. And he also he also directed and wrote Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. He did not. He does not know Rick Moran is. Shut up. What? Sure did. But I liked that movie as a child. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's no slurs in it. Maybe. We haven't revisited in a minute. Fair. Fair. I shouldn't speak before I've revisited in the last 20 years. I've been thinking about a little sci-fi expedition one season. Um, Because, like, People keep acting like sci-fi is not under this umbrella, but it is. Absolutely. Like, I did a whole talk being like, the genre was created by Mary Shelley, um, who gave us Frankenstein, which, is that not sci-fi horror? Hi. Hello. Bye. Um, <laughs> right? The film Now I'm in my Trixie Mattel era. <laughs> listen. Listen. She said Fear Street, so we stand. <laughs> I mean, it's all you need. Right. Give us a little uh, plug, and we're like. But after that F slur dropped, I noticed that the men got to say the F word 
the other F word. Um, the, the correct F word. Let's just. Why am I censoring myself on my podcast? They, they didn't have to say fuck. fuck. They were saying fuck after that F word dropped out. And I was like, so that was what we needed to release the gates? Because um, again, <laughs> also, why did the main mall villain, why was he giving Jerry Seinfeld with a gun? I was so confused and uncomfortable. <laughs> he was giving me Jerry Seinfeld on meth, and I did not want that. <laughs> Truly. Again, and also guns. What are these guns? Are they, I think they're supposed to be Uzis, but like, or is that a gun? No, because daddy would have given them an Uzi. I'm not a gun person. I don't, I don't, need, I don't like guns. I'm anti-guns. I would take them if I was ruler of the universe. <laughs> exactly. I would just uninvent them. Um, I don't I, think like, possible. They've but... never helped anybody. Bye. Them and the police. As I sit here in my fund abortion, not police t-shirt. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. And I, I also love, I mean, I get it. It's 1984. I get it. Before y'all come to my DMs, I understand. It's 1984. But I did, you know, I was just so glad that in the end they were able to find two straight men. Because, you know, they got to continue the heteronormativity. (laughs) That's one of my issues with this movie is that, like, it falls into that, it falls into that trope of, Straight guy, straight girl, you got to have be a couple, even if you don't have chemistry. Because, like, Regina and Hector don't have chemistry, and they go from zero to, let's adopt these random kids we found. Um, and there's never a conversation. <laughs> and I absolutely would have been, I would have actually loved it if Regina and Hector just were best friends and, like, decided to be a non-traditional family and adopt, because the world's over, so, like, what is adoption? Um, but adopt these two children and raise them as a as their parents, but not be romantic. Like that would have been a really cool take on the on that ending to kind of, but still, you know. But like, and then Samantha marrying a dude. Like, what the fuck? Like we, I just hate that we are still living in a world where if you have two straight people on film, they must be together at the end, which is why it's revolutionary when like shows like The Bear happen and like um, Jeremy Allen White and I should know her name. Let me go pull up her name. She's a badass. Hold please. Ayo Edebury. I know I did not say that right. I do not feel confident. Um, she's gorgeous. She's talented. I'm living for her. I need to like listen to interviews. I can see how to say her name. But like those two characters did not fuck in season one, and they had no romantic chemistry because he was a mess and she was trying to get a job. And that's why we get to have two leads we stand as opposed to two leads who are like, well, they're entangled now. I I'm tired of it. I'm t- especially because like a lot of times they don't have any chemistry. Like in this movie, at no point did I go, "Ooh, Regina and Hector are gonna get it on." I was like, they're talking to each other a lot. <laughs> They're friends. They they act they they felt like decent friends that had just met and were building a friendship, and th- there was no spark. There was nothing. She had more of a spark with Stanley or whatever the hell his name was at the beginning. Right. I there's still this weird idea that you must have a romance in the movie for the ladies. Most of the ladies I talk to want blood and guts. We are not here to be like, are they gonna handhold? Ooh. Right. If you want a romance, go to a romance. Those movies are still being made. I see some of the trailers before I close my computer. And <laughs> we don't need it in the genre every fucking movie. Because right. it was so boring. It would have been much more interesting had it just been like, oh, shit. Um, you're, so your sister snatched. I guess we should go get her because I don't want to raise you by myself. Let's go. 
Right. <laughs> well, and I spent, and like even if someone like I do enjoy romance romantic movies like when it's done correctly, but it's it's just not neat. It doesn't have to be there. It's everywhere. It's always everywhere because again, right. like how dare anybody be alone or how dare anybody choose to find something better as opposed to being like, well, you're here and I'm here and we should just go ahead and do this and be miserable together in the future. And That's you know why people have shitty marriages. Right. <laughs> and But I would also respect it too. If, even if Hector's not queer, whatever, he should, he should be, but um, if they're both straight and they're both friends or whatever and and she's already shown that she has the capability like everyone does it's not like it's only certain people the capability to have a, a friend with benefits a fuck buddy so like sure be friends and fuck around every once in a while because you that get lonely in the apocalypse i'm sure that would have been much more interesting um this movie never wanted that this movie never wanted an interesting route it wanted the pg-13 made for tv um fluff which i mean we've covered some fluff on this podcast before there's a time and a place for it but like i i wanted this movie to be something that is just not <laughs> um which is always frustrating because i went in and i was like "Ooh, it's gonna be like some end of the world shit yeah and it was like boys clothes yay and it's like oh god no um, right. And again, I get it was the 80s and like the men were definitely like, well, women stereotypes. This is that we played to them. <laughs> I I just, I hate it here. That's all I have to say about that. Well, and I think the idea is there. The concept is there. I thought that the idea of the comet coming by and it killing everyone, that you've got two sisters left on their own. Like, that's interesting. But then it made no choices after that moment. It made it, there was nothing else really interesting happening. The rest of the time, it, you're right. It's about boys and clothes, which clothes is fine. I'm like I said, I love a mall scene. I'm here for them going to the mall and having a good time. Yeah. But don't make it about the boys. Make it about you want to go find a new. You could go. I yeah, because I did love the moment when she was like. She had your credit card. She's like, uh, no. She's like, does it matter? Right? Right? Because that that could have been a moment because like that levity is needed when the world has ended and you're trying to find some way of feeling normal. Um, it could have been a moment. Like, I don't want to ruin um, Yellow Jackets for anybody, but they've, they're doing some shit this season and they're trying to like keep their sanity. And I, I think that I want more of what they're doing there here as opposed to it's all fun and gravy. Like, I think that I, I want to rewrite this movie. I think I just need to sit down at my computer after tax season and be like, here's the movie I wanted and see what happens because we never get two women at the end of the world ever. And so I want them to be more fleshed out and realistic as opposed to feathered hair. Let's get boas. Yay. Clothes. It just, it makes me sad that we can't be all Linda Hamilton from the Terminator. Like, <laughs> and I think that there's, you know, there is, I think it would be really interesting if every, the two girls and then uh, the, like, of course there's going to be some survivors, right? Um, but the people, maybe the people they find are other women. You listen. Of different, that maybe one woman likes clothes, the other women like Something else, maybe there's a lesbian, a black woman. Woo! Everything Alma just said. Um, Alma just said it could have been greater with more zombie people. Yes. Less hetero agenda. Yes. It's the budget, I think, was the downfall. Yes. 
and men writing women characters. Yes, 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 yes. and yes. All the four only thing I would add to Alma's comment, because I, I do completely, uh, completely agree, but I do think that there is something, I think they needed to give me, a, like, what are these zombie people? Why does, why, you got to explain this zombie, or, or don't even try to explain it. Yeah. Just be like, the weird shit's happening and you got to follow along. So don't, don't give this like weird explanation for zombie people that don't make sense. And then there's some zombie people and some people turn to dust and some people survive and some people. It's too much. It, right. It's, it's too cluttered. It's too cluttered. Take something off when you hit the runway. That's what Michelle would say. Take something off before you hit the runway. Because again, like if everybody disintegrated aside from the few people that were in metal situations, that's a moment. If people turn into zombies and say it, that's a moment. But to have both and have some people slowly turning, uh, ah, ah, <laughs> my brain. And again, I know that like the 80s, um, we're still of that era where the sci-fi didn't need to make sense. We had Spider-Man popping off. We had like all of the Stan Winston collections from before still happening. But like still, it's just, even if your science doesn't make sense, your movie has to make sense in the world you're creating. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be like, this is what I want to have happen to everybody um, and go from there. Otherwise you get, so we have two zombies and a bunch of dust people. Why do they have two zombies? And the mall people who are kind of slowly turning into zombies. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it doesn't all have to make sense, but the world, it has to make sense inside of the world that you have created. You have to create a world and commit. Right. 100%. That's writing. Writing is being like, this is the world and I've committed until you rewrite that shit. And then you're like, I'm going to commit to some other shit now because that did not work. (laughs) You're all welcome. Welcome to Writing 101. (laughs) I think I am going to rewrite this movie. I don't think anything will come of it because I think comes from any of my scripts. But I'm going to rewrite this movie uh, because I, I deserve the movie that I didn't get here and I deserve the movie that we keep not getting because men keep getting produced and men keep fucking it up when it comes to writing women who make it to the end of the apocalypse um, when we do. Right. Can we talk about the special effects of the Comet? God. That budget (laughs) was going to haunt everybody forever. That was a skinnamarink flashing light. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) And... A random shot of a sky with some weird effects on it. Like <laughs> that sky was red for days. I would have not gone outside. I'd be like, I don't trust that. I would have stayed in my lead shed. Also, my other thing is if you go home and y'all are like, okay, the radio dude is alive, let's go to the radio station, and nobody's there, why stay there? It's a big ass building, it's a lot of upkeep. Somebody else might have the same idea if they're alive. Wouldn't you go elsewhere? A specific somewhere metal in case another comet lands? Because you won't know because <laughs> the world is over. Again, it doesn't make sense. And the writing is just atrocious. Remember the, the scientists were talking about, oh, they're in a radio, just like the the, the kids of today. And at one point, I remember when the, when the, <laughs> the scientists find out that they're in or they go to check the mall because it's like they go where else would kids go a mall so they go to the mall and one of the scientists literally says 
It's it's a statue to capitalism. But <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. It's just like this writing. No one talks like that. I don't care what kind of scientist you are. No one says shit like that. The dialogue sent me, the dialogue sent me so bad because I am a dialogue bitch. Like, it's one of the few things I can do well, even if everything else is falling to shit in my script. People sound like people. Um, so that paired with the random scenes that didn't need to happen. Like, when the two scientists are arguing on the roof and they go to the side and you can't hear them, but you t- can tell they're fighting. I'm like, why are we watching this? What is this for? <laughs> you just wanted some more film. Why? Oh. Also, also, another fantastic line. My parents told me not to breathe things from strangers. <laughs> I. <laughs> the children, the children. I, I just, I couldn't, I could not. Also, another issue with the movie overall is the pacing. Because at no point in time did anybody have any urgency. No, they're all just chill with the world. It's like right. eh. even when they have guns and shooting each other, it's very like pew pew. I'm gonna lay down now, and I'm just like, did y'all forget y'all were filming? Is, are y'all still walking through it? Right. Speaking <laughs> speaking of them shooting at each other, Samantha says, "I'm gonna go take the higher ground," <laughs> and then throw shoes at a dude. And I was like, "Bitch, you needed a better plan." I <laughs> and then. After she reunites with her sister at the scientist place, is that guy dead? That's what you're worried about, bitch. I, again, again, this movie is just—it is so '80s. It is big '80s. <laughs> I, so 80s. I could almost feel Elvira coming at me on the commercial breaks because I watched it on Tubi, which it's the perfect movie for Tubi. I think that it helped to keep some of the charm having commercial breaks because, again, it felt like something we would have seen late night TV on like a broadcast channel, or when we had cable, one of those fleeting times. Right. It felt like the movie you recorded on your VHS with the commercial still in it, so you had to fast forward through the Campbell Soup commercial and the, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, and I think that's part of the reason why I fucks with Tubi so hard. It's because I don't see a lot of commercials in my life because my friends who I have passwords with, um, I've paid extra to sell on a commercial. Um, but I, there's something to be said for that old time and old place to be like, oh no, this tense moment. And now I'm the moment for my sponsors. It's just, <laughs> I don't know if there's a charm to it. And some movies need those commercial breaks because they're so ridiculous that if you don't have those breaks, you will hit your head against the wall. And I will say, as someone who does have ads and certain things, because I don't pay for that shit, but, uh, Tubi puts them in the right spot. It's like a scene breaks, or it's like, and now next scene, oh, we're going to do an ad. Okay, now, we're, like it would be on TV. Listen, I, I, while I'm saying these commercials are cool and Tubi's got charm, she's that girl, I also do love a Tubi win where they forget to give you commercials, so you watch a whole movie unbothered, <laughs> and you're like, ah! It's like, a, it's like a gamble, so I'm here for it. Every time it happens, I want to play the lottery, but I just don't want to put on pants and go outside. And <laughs> so I don't. But every time it's like, I'm in my luck era. Oh. <laughs> but speaking of them resorting to heteronormativity at the end, even them panning out for the credit stuff, the fucking dude is starts pulls out a, a football from somewhere, of course. It's a fucking football and throws it to the little boy. And I'm like, did. 
Is he a football player? The, when did that get said? When was that the moment? Also, how much time has passed since they saved these kids to noun? Because, like, little bitch believed in Santa Claus. So how you sell her and her parents being dead and you haven't taken care of her? What was that conversation? They look, they look very well adjusted <laughs> for newly orphaned kids. Um, <laughs> well, everyone in this movie was excited about this apocalypse. And, I mean, I get it. If I were going to live through it, I would also be very excited for an apocalypse because it would <laughs> only cool people, hopefully, would be alive. I always thought the apocalypse would be cool. And then the pandemic showed me that, like, I'm still in America. So I got to, like, get right before the next one comes. Um, <laughs> I got to be elsewhere. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah. And then uh, just Samantha getting married. To some dude, I don't even know who was you that. You say dude? she got married. I missed she something. Did. This when? Weren't but she like was in a white maybe dress? Their, maybe all the original parents were shit. Is what Alma said. Oh well, that stepmom was <laughs> so maybe so. But like no, she they're at a wedding. I thought that's how I read it, and they run right off into the sunset in their car, just married, little things dangling, dingle dangling. No, like he pulled up and she was like a man and got in the car and they were like, be back by midnight. And then they drove oh. off. Either way, it's weird. You watch a different movie. <laughs> I assume marriage because they were all in like suits and shit. Yeah, his his license plate said DMK. So we know that's the person who took over Regina's um, record at the movie theater arcade game. And you're just, great job. So like your sister just get in the car with a stranger and like drive off. I mean, What? I mean, that bitch is definitely an older teen, and so you can't really be like, I'm the morality police. Um, Because I think it was purity balls and shit. Nobody wants that in the new world. True. (laughs) Okay. Alma, help me out. They were doing that for no reason. (laughs) Because Regina wanted pictures. Like, you made up a whole wedding, and I was like, what wedding? I was like, did I? Uh, That would at least make sense. I'm trying to make sense of why they were so dressed up. (laughs) Who's getting married in an apocalypse? Like, Who's worried about boys in the pocket? This movie made no goddamn sense. You know what? You right. But also... (laughs) 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 Oh, are we ready? I I thought that the DMK license plate, so she could be like, that's who it was. Because we've forgotten about that. Nobody cared anymore. That was so many... She beat them out anyway. Also, the way they did their high scores made no sense. Like, when you get a high score on an arcade game, and he notice that he's sixth, then you play it again, and you take him out of sixth, he's just going to drop to fifth, or fourth, seventh, not... Like yeah, gonna go she up. was going to play until she got all ten of those again. Um, and Because she went back after her fuck buddy left, and she got, like, one of her spots to knock him down again. And she was like, he didn't get knocked it, down. She... He just, like, it, she changed it to uh, Reg, and then he was no longer there. I'm not going to rewatch it, but I thought he got knocked down. I could have swore he did. You also I, saw I will swear that. I you also saw swear, wedding. I, I will swear that more than the wedding, 100%. Because we literally busted there was no wedding. Like, <laughs> man, Alma gave you the bad news. You did not tell wedding. You saw a dress in the car. I was like, whoop. <laughs> I'm going to send you the, the picture. Anyway, it didn't make sense. The movie didn't make no sense. Um, well, well, right. But, I, and I, I know that it's a lot of negative things about this movie, but again, like I've seen worse and I get what it was made for. 
and it was a budgeted movie because like there was no money spent here and so like it's it's of the 80s it's a time capsule i'm not pressed i think we're just frustrated because we felt potential that was wasted yes because i was like we're ending it with a movie with two women leading this charge and to also give them credit, um, the actor who plays Hector is definitely Latinx. And so it was not an all-white movie. Granted, he was not a major character, but he had more lines than the black zombie. And so, like, it's it's doing better in some areas in some 80s movies while also taking several steps back when it comes to feminism. <laughs> truly, truly. All right. Are we ready for hot takes? Let's get spicy. Let's get spicy. Sheree, what is your hot take? I mean, after everything I said, my hot take looks real cold, but I, <laughs> I, I'm surprised I haven't seen this movie before. It's the kind of movie I would have been obsessed with as a kid because, like, as a kid, again, we were just like out here having fun with things that were like off the beaten path. So I was all about that Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie that was garbage. I was going to rewrite it. I was here for my boyfriend's back about the dead zombie boyfriend who comes back to take her to prom. I I think if I'd seen this as a kid, I would have been like, yes, woo, woo. But I'm seeing it as an adult and I'm just like, I missed my window. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't have the sentimentality for this film that a lot of people have for mm. it, I'm assuming. Listen. <laughs> this was voted on. I mean, to be fair, we covered a lot of the good shit from the 80s already. And so, like, we had some options. And this is probably one of the better options. Because I don't think we saw the other three movies in that poll. I don't remember what they were, but... We've seen Cujo. I know Cujo was there. I don't know about the other two, though. It's been a minute since I've seen Cujo, but I have seen it. Yeah, I read the book as a kid. The book was better as usual. Like, Stephen King, the books are always better than the movie. um, Even though the books usually also have a lot more extra racism. It's, it's, it's his spice. It's his go-to. If you're going over to his house for your meal, he's going to hit you with extra doses of the racism. So um, sprinkle here and there of racism. Right. But nobody makes the dish the way he does, which is why the movies keep having to be remade and remade. <laughs> True. Um, so my hot take is, it's kind of a longer one, but this movie is fun in, in, in parts, but like overall, I'm just left... Meh. Like, meh. Break a lot of potential that just falls off. I will say, though, that I do think this is the perfect movie for us to end our time in the 80s and our, in season six because of how quintessential 80s it is. Yes. It has everything you expect from the 80s. It has terrible writing. It has big hair. <laughs> It has comments about the big hair. It had like at one point, one of the doctors is like, oh, if I could just have her that feathered hair. I was like, yes. Like it has the mom montage. It has terrible special effects that are cheesy and funny. But like it just, I wish the story was better. And I wish that the treatment of the female characters, they were stronger because it's just got so much potential. But overall... Listen, it, it is definitely the most 80s movie we've covered, um, possibly ever. I think the only other movie that could rival it would be The Lost Boys. Um, <laughs> but, like, because we did, this is our eighth, ninth movie. I can't count. Um, we did some movies these two months in the 80s. 
Right. You have and, another one coming up, which is also very eighties. Um, we had to record these out of order, but you know what? It's fine. Um, <laughs> and like, this is the most eighties I think we've ever been. Yeah. Yes, and hopefully ever will be. Listen, <laughs> I mean, the only it- thing that it was missing was someone doing a bump of cocaine. That's the only thing it was missing. Listen, maybe that's what she was having those nightmares. Those small, small people, small villas. They were Jerry Seinfeld, maybe he wasn't on meth. Maybe he was on coke, and that's why he was out there giving his lines that way. What was... I just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Well, not not my, not for me. Oh, while wow. we're talking about um, the movies, and this is also our last episode of the season, um, what was your favorite 80s movie we covered? Oh, that's hard. It's between... For very different reasons. These are very different movies. It's between The Fly and Elvira. I was I knew you were gonna say Elvira. Um, I did not know you were gonna say The Fly. I'm very proud of you because I know The Fly is not your typical kind of movie, but it's good. it's not, but the story is so strong and those characters are super interesting and well-rounded and 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 fully dimensional. And the story is just super interesting. And the writing is incredible. So I can get past some of the ickiness of it. The, the Plus ooze, Daddy Goldberg was daddy in. Truly. And Elvira is just so much fun. And I, you know, there's so many great one-liners. You know, don't don't tell the don't say I just had uh big or nice tits. I also have great legs. Like I just uh Elvira is just a, like a big hug. She's amazing. Um, I think my favorite, I know my favorite is Pumpkinhead, but the fly definitely hit me differently this time and is a very close second favorite. Yeah, I support those two as well. Yeah, but I just, I grew up with Pumpkinhead. I love the Pumpkinhead. And so, like, when we, like, traded out what we were going to put in um, for that, it was, like, wins. Wins across the board. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have to wait and see what that movie was, because... Lynn. Um, <laughs> because it's the end of the season, was there a favorite movie outside of the 80s that we covered? Or a favorite episode, I should say, outside favorite of the 80s? episode... God, we've covered so much. I have to think. Hold on. I got to open the list. cheat sheet. I'm not going to lie. I have it open the window right yeah, now. I'm going to get. <laughs> I asked you that and was like, yeah, let me also go see what the hell we did this season. I- yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I, okay. I, I got to say, Megan, I, I love that movie so much. But other than, and it's news. That's probably why it's up there. Yeah. Other than that, I'm going to say. I'm going to go back to the second movie we covered, because today is the first Friday the 13th Part 3, which is... Uh, the second movie we covered, I'm going to say The Mimic, because that movie... Incredible. Yes. I loved our whole month in Korea, I'm not going to lie. Um, I I have a ranking for all of those, but like I had a good time that whole month. I want to go back. <laughs> I don't know why we left. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite episode, I think Megan was fun because like Josh and Jamie are always good. Um, And it was just, we all love the movie and we all got to save Josh for not being a fan of Malignant, which I didn't know when I invited him or volunteered him, I guess, is what I really did to be on our show. (laughs) Um, But I think my favorite episode we did this season would be Scream 7, which a different Josh and Jamie. Mm. Mm. I forgot about Scream 7. 
You know, y'all know I'm a scream person. I'm always going to say scream. That's why I try not to sometimes. I adored that movie and that episode. It was our longest episode and it could have been longer. Like I, we might need to do a mini series on just that movie. And so, yeah. And of course, like we got the stuff on the Patron because we got to do some movies that I love and nobody's talking about. And so I hope that more people saw Significant Other and Watcher because of us. And they yes. will skip men because of us. <laughs> I think my favorite Patron was one that's not out yet. So I'm not going to say anything. The one that comes out when this, oh. the same one, this one comes out. Oh. So technically they'll have it by the time... But they don't have it right now, so I don't want to tell it to them. I mean, they're going to see it in this next newsletter. Okay. It's Bones and All, y'all. That's my favorite episode. We just recorded it. I love that movie. I love that movie. I love that movie. And we got into some really great conversations in the episode. I thought you were going to say sick. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm just giving <laughs> all the movies now. I'm like, also for your summer plans. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, both are good episodes. And I can't wait to hear them um, now that we're done with them. Because it's always different when you're saying the things as opposed to when you listen to it later in life. Oh, yeah, right. Alma also loves that movie. I said that so loudly. My new mic was like, bitch, calm down. <laughs> I knew you would, Alma. We usually agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would say nine times out of ten. There may be one or two times that we haven't, but yeah. usually. No. But, like, this was a fun season. It was easy. It was breezy. Um, we're wrapping it up April 11th, and now we just have to edit some shit. Girl. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so thank you all so much for subscribing if you're watching this on the Patron. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening to everyone else. We love all the support we've gotten in our six seasons. That is, wow. I'm, I'm baffled and amazed and so very excited for the future. So yeah, thank you all so much. But that's it for season six. That is completely it, y'all. Um, if you're a Patron member watching this before it airs or before it goes up on the main feed, you should definitely start giving us some ideas for movies you want to see us cover next year because we are we are making our way through our summer content. Um, We're making our way downtown. <laughs> walking fast, faces past my hometown. But as a Patron, you can be like, hey, y'all ain't covered this one movie. And we could be like, mm, we'll put it on the list unless it's an abuser. If it's Skidamarink, don't try it. No, we, we just said no to that. We did men instead, y'all. So that's how bad we're not going to do Skinner Marink. We'd rather watch <laughs> men than Skinner Marink. <laughs> it's a no-go. Um, yeah. But like, if it's not that or a movie by abusers, <laughs> feel free to like, drop us a line because we're about to start planning our seventh season because um, we are definitely making our way through the Patreon and content for the summer and have some ideas for what we're going to do on the main feed for the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, should get excited. But yeah, so we've got some good things going. We're super excited. Thank you all again for all of your support. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye. I made it long for six seasons. Ha. Huh? <laughs>